Today, we discuss the latest trade rumors concerning a high-powered offensive defenseman, and we take a look at a prospect with great offensive potential the Islanders may be interested in getting their hands on in this year's NHL draft. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question about something we've discussed, a comment, maybe a subject you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address is lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We will keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout an eventful offseason. We've got trade rumors, we've got the draft, we've got free agency. If it's happening to the Islanders between now and the start of training camp, we'll be on top of it right here on Locked On Islanders. So, Let's start with the latest rumors. Uh, Some published reports coming out of San Jose that the Islanders may be interested in acquiring defenseman Brent Burns from the San Jose Sharks. And look, I have mixed feelings about that possibility for a number of reasons. Let's start with this. Brent Burns, very talented hockey player. Uh, Not showing very many signs of slowing down. Played in 82 games this year. 10 goals, 54 points, 42 penalty minutes. He can definitely help out on the power play. Four of his 10 goals uh, and 14 of his 44 assists coming with the extra attacker. He is 6'5", 230 pounds. While he's no longer as physical as he was, let's say, earlier in his career, he still had 150 hits this season, uh, excuse me, 150 blocked shots this season and 55 hits. So the hits are not where he used to be, but the block shots are there. He's not afraid to play a little defense uh, at 
when called on, and more importantly, I think for the New York Islanders, Burns is a shot machine. He took 203 shots, that's more than two and a half shots on goal per game, and had 446 shots attempted this past year, and he'll give you ice time. He averaged a hair over 26 minutes per game for the Sharks last year. So, the talent is definitely there. Uh, but there are some concerns, and a number of them. Let's start with the important ones. Brent Burns is 37 years old. He'll be 38 next March uh, in the middle of the season. And realistically speaking, you know, the Islanders are probably not bringing back 45-year-old Zdeno Chara Probably not bringing back 39-year-old Andy Green. Uh, either way, you hope this team can get a little younger. And if you're adding Brent Burns, that's not going to do it. He also has three years left on his contract and a cap hit of $8 million per year. you got to figure, even though Burns is in great shape, that you're not going to see the same kind of production. Father time catches up with everyone eventually. Uh, $8 million is a huge, huge cap hit to pay for a 37-year-old defenseman who's going to probably be with your team for the next three years if you sign him or acquire him. But, uh, you know, not going to be... Uh, an easy situation. The other problem is this, and this is a less insurmountable problem. This is something that I think can be overcome. Uh, Burns is a right-handed shot, and right now the Islanders have Dobson, Pulak, and Mayfield on the right side. If the Islanders acquire a defenseman, it's more likely to be a left-handed shooting defenseman unless uh, Mayfield was included in this trade if they were to work one out. So uh, you're not trading Pulak. You're not trading Dobson. Mayfield, I don't think you want to trade him, but you could. Uh, but the cap differential there, you know, the Islanders would be taking on $6 million roughly, maybe more, in cap hit. So there's that issue. Again, to me, the fact that he's a right-handed shot, the Islanders need a little bit more of a left-handed shot. But the Sharks would most likely have to retain some of the salary uh, if this deal went through. And then you'd probably have to give up either a draft pick or a player like an Anthony Bevilier, uh, or maybe an Oliver Wallstrom, in order to make that deal. And while I think Burns would be a, a great short-term addition, this trade alone would not make a lot of sense for the Islanders. They don't want to trade away too many more draft picks. You, you know... And that salary cap hit is a big problem. Now, a much smaller issue, but it is something you got to mention. Uh, Brent Burns has one of the most famous beards in the National Hockey League, and he has for years. 
Uh, I remember the first time I interviewed him, and you see the beard, and you're like, whoa, (laughs) you know, that's impressive. Lou Lamorello and the Islanders do have a policy of no facial hair, no beards. Uh, Would they wave it for Brent Burns? Maybe not. Maybe. We have to see. But look, uh, Al Arbor famously had a no facial hair uh, policy back in the 80s, waved it for Ken Morrow. Uh, Morrow a lot younger at the time he joined the Islanders back in 1980 after the Olympics, but my point is that things can change. Uh, Would Burns want to come to Long Island if he couldn't keep his beard? Mm, Probably not, but again, to me, that's something that can be negotiated, that can be worked out uh, depending on the circumstances. So there are pros and cons, but overall, my general feeling is Brent Burns probably not the best player the Islanders could acquire. I, I, I want them to get a defenseman who is younger and cheaper than Brent Burns. And I think if you're going to spend the $8 million a year in cap hit, you're better off getting that 30-35 goal scorer who can help your team rather than the puck-moving defenseman. You can get a good enough puck-moving defenseman in my book to complement Noah Dobson for two and a half, three million, rather than eight. Burns is a little too old and a little too expensive for my taste. Would he be a welcomed addition? Yes. But you don't want to give up too much, and you need the Sharks to take a good chunk of his salary in order to make the the deal work. So we'll keep an eye on it. That is, you know, a rumor coming out of the Bay Area. But uh, in my mind, I would prefer that the Islanders and Lou Lamorello look elsewhere if they're looking to add that uh, puck-moving defenseman. That being said, Brent Burns is about as good as they come when it comes to that category. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We've got an offensive dynamo who would be a great pick for the Islanders in the first round if he's available at 13. We'll talk about that, break it down. Plus, a four-time Stanley Cup winner with the Islanders is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors? Well, This time, Built has truly outdone themselves with their new Mud Pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new Mud Pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and the Mud Pie Puffs. Not sure what Mud Pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this. The new Mud Pie Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. I'm getting hungry just talking about this. You've got to try it as soon as possible, and you need to hurry, because the Mud Pie Bar and the Mud Pie Puff are available only for a limited time. Visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. And if you're not convinced, well, we saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. Really. I mean, all Built products are low in calories, high in protein, and low in sugar. Mud Pie is packed with 16 grams of protein per bar, but just 150 calories, 
and eight grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. And what's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more effectively and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we continue our uh, look at some prospects that the Islanders may be interested in drafting this year. And today we focus on center Matthew Savoy. He is 18 years old, a New Year's Day baby, January 1st, 2004, native of St. Albert, Alberta. Now, this year playing in the Western Hockey League for the Winnipeg Ice, 35 goals, 90 points in just 65 games. He was a plus 54, and in the postseason for the Ice, 6 goals, 12 points in 10 games. So he didn't slow down when the checking gets tighter and the games get a little more physical uh, in the playoffs. So that in and of itself is a positive. Uh, Realistically, the thing about Savoy is that he is just a talented offensive player. He's a great passer. He's really good at setting up his teammates, especially on the power play. Uh, and he responds well when they try to check him. He has good quickness to avoid the uh, checks of opposing players and very good hockey sense. So, you know, that is a big, big plus. The other thing you like about Savoy, his attitude. He is moving all the time. He's got a lot of energy. He finishes his checks and... You know, he's not a big guy. He's only 5'9", 175 pounds, which is obviously small for the National Hockey League. But when he hits you, you feel it. He does knock over a lot of bigger players. He's got great balance, and he sort of has, while he's not exceptionally fast, He's quick enough to draw penalties, to get defenders off balance, and to kind of squeeze into holes between two defenders and create space. So he's got a very good shot and really has the potential to add a lot of of, uh, offensive juice to the Islanders' lineup. And... You know, he suffered a shoulder injury in the playoffs that ended his postseason a little bit early. He was in a sling. He is no longer in it, so that is a plus. Here's one of the problems, though, with Savoy, other than his size, which is obviously a little bit of a concern for uh, a lot of players. He is ranked anywhere between 4th and 11th or 12th on most boards that I have researched. And when you're there and the Islanders are picking 13th and you've got an offensive player like Savoy who is in a draft that doesn't have a lot of high-skilled offensive players in it, he may not be there when the Islanders 
finally make their pick at 13. Now, would Lou Lamorello trade up to get him? Maybe. That's something we have to think about. Would, uh, you know, if he falls, the Islanders would certainly pounce on a player like Savoy. And, you know, one of the other things I really like about this kid is that he really keeps defenders off balance. He fakes well. He dekes well. He makes moves that are a little unorthodox and kind of have defenders guessing. And and he is at his best in the offensive zone. He is not... He will need some work, let's put it that way, uh, on the defensive side of the ice. And that is something, you know... He'll need some time to fit into the Islander system. But he's got that time. He's only 18 years old. The comparison I've seen in some of the scouting reports to an NHL player, Jaden Schwartz, which would be certainly uh, the kind of guy that the Islanders can use. He is a right-handed shot. He can play center. That's been his traditional position. But because of his size and the style of play he has, He may, in the NHL, be moved to the wing. Either way, you're getting a guy who has been way more than a a point-a-game player in juniors and a talented offensive guy who can really move the needle for the New York Islanders uh, in a couple of years, let's say two, three years. He's going to have to put on a little weight, strengthen his upper body uh, and lower body a little bit in order to play against adults, but again, he's not going to be on an NHL roster this year, probably not even next year. We're looking at 2024, 2025, probably, as to when Savoy would be ready, but boy, he has the potential to really be an impact player and a top six forward for whichever team is fortunate enough to draft him. If he gets the right coaching and the right development, I love this kid's attitude, he's hungry, he works hard, he's exciting, and he would be a great addition to the New York Islanders. We have got more to get to on today's show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day coming up. A player who was on all four of the Islanders' Stanley Cup winning teams and who was part of one of the better trades the Islanders ever made. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And today is the 68th birthday of former Islanders forward Bob Bourne. Bourne, originally drafted by the old Kansas City Scouts, they are now the New Jersey Devils, in the third round of the 1974 draft, also taken by the Indianapolis Racers of the old WHA. Uh, And the thing about Bob Bourne, uh, he was a part of one of the best trades that the Islanders ever made. The Islanders, just before the start of the 1974-75 season, which was the Kansas City Scouts' first year in the league, The Islanders acquired Bourne for the rights to Larry Horning and Bart Crashley. 
Now, if you don't remember those two players, Horning was playing in the WHA. Crashley, I think, played part of one year for the scouts. Bob Bourne went on to become an integral part of the Islanders' dynasty years. Had back-to-back 30-goal seasons in 1977-78 and 78-79. Had a career-high 35 goals in 1980-81. And in 82-83, when the Islanders won their fourth straight Stanley Cup, eight goals, 28 points in 20 postseason games. <clears throat> Born a real part of the Islanders' success story. Stayed with the Islanders from 74-75 all the way to the 85-86 season. Finished up his career with two years with the LA Kings. Played in 964 career NHL games. 258 goals. 582 points, 605 penalty minutes. Add 40 goals and 96 points in 139 playoff games. 129 of those playoff games came with the New York Islanders. And boy, was Bob Bourne fun to watch. We are going to talk about one of his better postseason games. We look at April 8th. 1981, the defending Stanley Cup champion Islanders opening up their first round, preliminary round playoff series against the Toronto Maple Leafs, a best two out of three back then, and the Islanders hosting the Leafs at the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, Yuri Schra, the goalie starting this game for Toronto, uh, Billy Smith getting the start for the Islanders, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. A shorthanded goal with Stefan Pearson off for holding Billy Carroll, a shorty, his first in the playoffs, Butch Goring and Dennis Potvin with the assists at 527. Then the Islanders' power play goes to work. Pat Hickey serving a too-many-men-on-the-ice penalty for the Leafs. Clark Gillies, the late, great Clark Gillies, scoring on the power play. Goring and Hector Marini with the assist. Islanders up 2-0 after one period of play. In the second period, it was the Toronto power play getting the Leafs on the board and back in the game. Clark Gillies was off for elbowing Bill Derlego. His first from Borja Salming at 139 of the second. It's a 2-1 Islanders lead. Then the Islanders strike back. Dan Maloney is serving a too-many-men-on-the-ice penalty for Toronto and Mike Bossy. His first of the playoffs, Brian Trottier and Dennis Potvin with the assist. Three Hall of Famers there involved in that goal. 56 seconds later, Brian Trottier unassisted at 8.30. That makes it 4-1 to one Islanders. Trottier on the power play with Daryl Sittler off for tripping. His second of the game, second of the playoffs, Stefan Pearson and Mike Bossy with the assist. And then in the final minute of the period, Bob Lorimer scores. Gillies and Marini with the assist. And all of a sudden, the Islanders have a 6-1 to lead after 40 minutes of play. Mike Bossy gets his second of the game. Trache and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Bob Bourne with the assist. Then Bob Bourne, his first of the playoffs from Trache and Bossy at 7.25 of the third. Then Bob Bourne, a shorthanded goal at 11.30 after uh, Gary Howitt was serving a double minor for roughing. Bourne from Ken Morrow, 
and Dennis Potvin. And then Ian Turnbull of Toronto ends the scoring. His first from Rene Robert and Barry Melrose. Yes, that Barry Melrose, the broadcaster, the later coach. Uh, final score, Islanders 9, Maple Leafs 2. For Bob Bourne, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a three-point game, two goals and assists, a plus three. He had four shots on goal. The only Islander who did uh, better, well, let's say Brian Trottier had five points, two goals, three assists. Mike Bossy, two goals, two assists, eight shots on goal. Billy Smith, <coughs> 29 saves to earn the win. Roley, the goalie, Roland Melanson, finished up the game. And Schraw was replaced by Michelle Bunny Larocque in the third period. And Larocque gave up the final three Islanders goals. So very happy 68th birthday to Bob Bourne. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. So what do you think? Would the Islanders do well to bring in Brent Burns if he's willing to come to the island and if they could accommodate the beard? Feel free to email us or hit us up on uh, Twitter or in the comments on YouTube of, uh, of the Locked On Islanders podcast and just let us know what you think about the possibility of Brent Burns becoming a New York Islander. We'll be back tomorrow with some more draft pick previews and we'll be talking a little bit about one of the top prospects in the Islanders system right now at to Rate. So lots to discuss during this busy offseason. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.